Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen. All right, well, welcome to the show, everybody. This is PRI Talk, and uh, I am your host, Jason Bibler. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, a lot to get into um, this week. Lots of stuff happening in the NCAA, um, so I want to hop in and, and start talking about all that. Okay, so the first thing um, that I wanted to talk about, and, and you guys have probably seen um, some articles go go on about this, is um, there's some athletes in the in the Pac-12 that are, I don't know if they're threatening to boycott or if they are boycotting already um, the 2020 season. Um, they have compiled a, uh, a list of demands, so to speak. I don't know if there's a, a better way to um, phrase that. Um, but there was an, an article in USA Today um, about it and, and quite a few other places as well. Um, and, and there's and there's some some good things and, and not great things um, about that, obviously. Um, and, and we'll get into to some of those. But um, one of the big ones, uh, there, there's several big ones, I guess. Um, but there's, uh, you know, some of the things in there, I think, are, are completely... Um, logical and, and make sense and um, and I think are good for you know student athletes to throw out um, right now and it's and it's and maybe it's one of those things where they're they're trying to uh, you know they offered 10 demands and hoping they get between two and four of them and maybe that's um, kind of their goal um, and one of the interesting pieces that I that I read uh, a couple different places about this was um, that they are, uh, they did not send their, their, you know, list of demands to the PAC 12, which I found really interesting. Um, and almost in a way to kind of, uh, grab some media push first. Um, because I know, um, the first article I read about it said that the, you know, the PAC 12 said, we haven't been contacted by anyone about anything. So, um, and, and maybe that's changed now. I don't know. Um, but, but one of the things in there, and every time um, the the talking heads on Sports Center, ESPN, or whatever start talking about money, um, my my ears really perk up. And and the reason for that is um, most of those people haven't coached at the college level, aren't involved in administration, or weren't involved in administration at the college level. Um, and so I feel like their perspective is a little bit a little bit off. And so. Um, and, and, you know, we can go down the road of, of paying amateur uh, or paying college athletes. Uh, I don't really want to get into that too much. Um, but, but I did want to talk about the money because it is something that I think is going to come up more and more. Um, and I did talk about the NIL stuff uh, a couple a couple weeks ago. Um, and I do think those issues are important to, um, to discuss. Um, but if you, uh, you know... Google anything on the Pac-12 and um, and in money and distribution, you can find these numbers. Um, I found a, there's a 24/7 sports article um, about it. Um, found some other articles as well, but uh, they are calling for in this um, in this boycott for 50% of all revenue from the conference 
going to their respective athletes in those sports. Okay. So, so based on the revenue that each sport in for each school generates or each sport generates within the conference, um, they want 50% of that revenue, um, to go to directly to those athletes. Um, and that, that I think, again, for me is the, um, one that, it, you know, it's, again, there's lots of good things. And, and, and then this one, I think is really just one of the, uh, it, it's hard and, and the numbers and the money is different. And so I kind of want to look into that, dive into that a little bit. Um, revenue in 2018 and 2019 for the PAC 12 was 530 million. And that, and that sounds like a ton of money and it is. Um, so they would want 50% of that. Uh, which would be 265 million um, from so 265 of the 530 to the athletes. In 2019, the Pac-12 Pac-12 did distribute 387 million back to the schools. Um, now that money obviously filters down to the athletes in um, you know one way or another. Maybe not all of it, um, but there are large chunks of that that filter down to the athletes, um, and that equaled about 32.2 million to each school um, and 73% of the revenue going back to the schools um, right now. Okay. So, so the PAC 12 is already giving 73% of its revenue back to the schools. Um, and, and, and this, this boycott is calling for 50% um, of the entire revenue share. So entire uh, 530 million to go directly to um, the athletes. Um, so what this 32 million per school uh, that the Pac-12 already does, um, what that specifically pays for, I don't know. Um, we'd have to dive a lot deeper into it. Um, facilities for sure, uh, maybe some salary. Although um, w- when I started digging into some of the salaries, um, the, the semantically they use the word compensation uh, more often than not and not salary. Um, and, and, uh, what the coaches, especially big time football coaches, because that's what we're talking about. This is where the money is, is in football, right? So we're not necessarily talking about volleyball, but, um, but, but are those coaches getting money directly from the school? That's a, that's a huge question mark. I think obviously some of it is probably coming from, um, from the TV money. Um, but in my experience dealing with football coaches and how that process goes, um, a lot of that money is potentially coming from donors. Um, and the donors are the ones that are donating, like putting in the money to pay for coaches, uh, or pay for salary, at least, uh, you know, a, a fairly large chunk of it, um, in, in a lot of instances. Um, and again, that was a specific situation and I don't know how often that happens. I would guess if it happens one place, it's going to happen other places. So, um, so 265 million would be the 50% of the 530 million that the, the PAC 12 it's, it's their revenue. Um, 265 million divided by 12 is about 22 million. Um, okay. So if we divide 115 athletes, um, which is football only, obviously there's, you know, probably double that, um, or pretty close to double that athletes at an entire school. But again, um, you know, the big chunk of the revenue, especially in the Pac-12, is going to come from football. Not all of it, obviously, um, didn't break all those numbers down. Just looking at this one specifically, if we're just messing with volleyball, um, 115 athletes probably average on each football roster. That's $200,000 per player-ish. 
Um, and again, basketball is going to get a piece of this and some of the other sports are going to get a piece of this um, because there is some money uh, revenue, uh, is some revenue generation from, from other sports besides football and basketball. Not very many, but there is some. Okay. Um, so so $200,000 $200, per player um, sounds great. Um, and again, if we go back to, um, you know, some of the specifics of what this, what the, the revenue share from the PAC 12, um, is, is actually going to, um, you know, I would, I would guess that a lot of that money gets plugged into facilities. A lot of that money gets plugged into uniforms and a lot of that money gets plugged into, um, you know, lots of other scholarships, uh, even for, for a lot of different places, um, and, and I was looking at some of the numbers and, and I always hear, um, you know, this is a, a college football is a billion dollar, um, you know, sport and things like that. But, but these athletic departments aren't making, um, money. Uh, obviously there are some, but, but just go look at, at their, at their budget and what their expenses are. Um, and I, I you know, I read an article, I think it was Washington state, you know, they, they planned on being, um, uh, over budget, plan on a deficit. Um, sometimes they, sometimes they, they meet it and sometimes they don't. Um, but, but these schools are budgeting a huge, huge chunk of money for their athletics programs, athletics departments. Um, and, and a lot of times they're breaking even. Okay. So they're not, they're not making money and how they pay that money out, um, to, to maybe ADs and coaches and things like that. That's obviously, um, a discussion. Um, but uh, but but it's it's not like these programs across the board and football programs across the board. And I think that's another um, issue, you know, Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12, um, SEC and ACC money like that money is huge um, compared to a lot of other um, even, even the other bowl conferences. Um, again, I found a, a really um, and, and I'll try to share the the link at some point, but. If, if you look up uh, all this money is available or all this information is available online, if you can, you can go and look and find how much money these schools are spending and how much they're making. And should they be spending all that money? Um, to me, that's another, that's another question and we can definitely dive into that maybe sometime down the road. But, um, but one of the other things in, in the demand was the, the exorbitant amount of money that college coaches make. Um, and, and talking about Nick Saban specifically, cause I think he's number two behind Dabo Sweeney as far as how much money they get paid. Again, uh, when I was reading some of the articles, they talk about compensation and not salary. Um, so what that compensation actually is and where, uh, you know, the school is getting that money. Um, that, that to me is a little bit of a, a question mark there, but, um, but, but, but Nick Saban, uh, he, Eight eight million dollars a year, I think, is what he's getting paid. Something like that. Dabo is somewhere around nine, and that's a, a huge chunk of money, um, obviously. Uh, and at the same time, you know, Nick Saban's not going to come and, and, and coach a Division One football program at Alabama for ninety five thousand um, because he just quote unquote loves coaching so much. Um, like he's just not going to do it. Okay, um, and these coaches stay in these positions because they can make that much money. Um, and, and so, uh, I, 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 I know that demand and, and the reason for it. Um, I, I, I don't see that, um, really changing maybe anytime soon, maybe down the road, um, maybe all this stuff going on in our, in our current culture climate, maybe a lot of that will change 
and you'll see, um, you know, and maybe with the coronavirus and, and the cutbacks that athletic departments are going to have to have and, and that sort of thing, um, we might see um, a decrease in how much these college coaches um, make. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be to the point where, you know, a Nick Saban type of person is making six figures um, and, and, and still coaching college football, you know, for as long as he has. Um, so, so I, I think that's, you know, a, a piece of it as well. Um, I, I do think, like I said, you know, I, I do think some of their demands for some of the task force things, um, and some of the, you know, justice or injustice, um, issues, uh, obviously a lot of that stuff is, um, there's, there's some foundation there for them wanting to, to, um, to get some of those things. And now is definitely the time. I mean, with college football season on the line and a bunch of these athletes, you know, again, uh, apparently potentially willing to walk away, um, from, from the season, um, you know, now is, now is the time for them to ask. I mean, it, it logically is a good, good time for them to do that. So, um, I think it's great that athletes are speaking up, you know, SAC has always been, um, a very large voice when it comes to a lot of the things happening for the NCAA. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if, if SAC grabs a hold of any of these things, um, and they're able to, uh, make some of these changes down the road, maybe not just for the PAC 12, but for the whole NCAA. Um, I think that is definitely something to maybe watch and see some of these changes, you know, start with maybe the PAC 12 school and grow into the power five and the rest of the bowl conferences and things like that. But, um, SAC has always had a voice. Um, and I think that's really good. And, and I think really for the, on the athlete side, if they want to see some changes made, you know, they just need to stay focused on what they really want their goals to be. Um, and, 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 and be steadfast in those, in, in what they want, um, changed and, and stay on those things. And that's, and again, that's always, I feel like what SAC has done is they've done a good job of, of, um, of creating their goals and what they want to accomplish, you know, in that year or in that cycle, um, and then, and, and then accomplishing it. So this is definitely something I think to, to keep an eye on, um, as far as, you know, what's going on right now with college football. And like I said, a lot's happened just in the last few days, a lot's going to happen in the next couple of days, um, probably. And so, so this and athletes, um, again, potentially boy, boycotting the fall season um, is something that we definitely want to want to watch, and it'll definitely be interesting. All right, so the next thing I wanted to get into is um, NCAA finally came out and and said something about the fall season, which is great. Um, they maybe should have done it weeks ago, but but here we are. Um, it was kind of a, not a super long article, but it, it listed out, hey, you know, these schools in order to meet uh, with requirements in the fall and COVID have to do A, B, and C, and here are the guidelines, and they might change. And so schools have to keep up with those changes, and and there's going to be a hotline for if schools aren't, the athletes and parents can call, and, you know, schools are going to have to show that they're doing the thing, doing the things that they need to be doing to help keep athletes safe. Um and, and, you know, one of the things I will uh, just throw out there really quick is, you know, I know a lot of college coaches um, are on the older spectrum. And a lot of these college coaches um, are at a, a, a way higher risk um, than some of the, um, you know, obviously younger athletes. So not saying that they, that, that, you know, they're a fear of an athlete getting sick and going to the hospital and, and bad things happening. And there's, 
no potentially long-term effects and all that kind of stuff. And obviously no coach and no person, you know, related to, to college athletics or athletics in general wants, um, you know, an athlete to, to get sick um, and, and injured or hurt or even, um, you know, die from coronavirus. Nobody wants that. Um, but there are, you know, a lot of college coaches that are potentially in that spectrum to where they are at um, a very high risk just in and of themselves. Um, and so I definitely think that um, coming from that perspective, uh, that a lot of these coaches and a lot of these administrators um, are going to be doing, um, you know, the best that they can um, in these circumstances. And definitely those coaches that are, that are um, you know, at risk. And this, uh, you know, the, the tournament that we talked about last week going on in Florida, the AAU thing, you know, them, them doing what they um, thought they could to help um, uh, minimize the risks as much as they could in order to have um, the, the tournament and volleyball competitive um, season and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, so these schools and these coaches, um, you know, all these coaches, I'll say it over and over again, they all care about their kids. They all care about the athletes. Um, and, and so they're definitely going to be doing, um, what they need to, and should be doing to, um, to, to keep their athletes safe. Um, among the things that, that, uh, the, the kind of article, uh, and I shared this on Facebook, um, uh, earlier, uh, 50% of the schools in a sport div and division have to postpone their current fall season in order to move the championship. Okay. Um, so, so. I haven't been able to break down all those numbers exactly. Um, I know um, Division Three actually just canceled their fall championship. Um, I know when you're listening to this, it might have been a couple days ago, um, but as I'm recording it, literally just happened 30 minutes ago. Um, and so uh, Division Three fall championships are canceled. Um, I, you know, we don't know how the other, how close the other divisions are behind them. Um, you know, the the some of the di division two coaches that I've talked about, talked to at least here in Texas, um, you know, in the Lone Star Conference, what, what they're planning right now, um, I think is actually a, a good plan um, in a lot of ways is they're going to still have their conference season this fall. That's their goal. That's what they're, they're trying to do. Um, and then they're going to turn around and have their, they'll have their championship, um, you know, the conference championship or conference champion named, this fall, um, and then turn around and in the spring, you know, there's still a, there's, there's two segments when it comes to NCAA, there's the non-championship segment and the championship segment. Okay. So, um, so this fall, those schools, even if the championship segment for division two is in the spring or division three is in the spring, they can still have their seasons in the fall and they can still play those matches. And that's what, uh, at least again, here in Texas, Lone Star Conference is, is attempting to do is still to have their fall season now. Um, and then that whoever, you know, wins or regionally ranks, re regionally rankings, um, regional rankings would come out and, and those teams would have an opportunity to compete then for during the championship segment um, during that time in the spring. And so um, I think that that's a model that, that, that could potentially work. Um, and, and I'm, you know, talking to those coaches about that and figuring out how that's, how that, how that's looking. One of the things about division two, and this was, I said this a couple uh, weeks ago when I was talking about it, it felt like there just, there wasn't a plan um, that we're sitting here waiting for, you know, these administrators and schools to come up with a plan for the fall season and didn't feel like that there was a plan. 
Um, and, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, this, this, the, the football money, right? Um, I, I read an article and this is from 2019, uh, TV rev, um, article. I can't remember the, um, author. I'll see if I can grab it, but, um, but, he, uh, who is this, uh, John Cassio. John Cassio wrote this article, really good article called College Sports Success Continues to be Decided by TV Revenues. And this, again, was written a year ago. Um, and, and right now, this is, this is really what we're talking about, um, is the college season being based on revenue. And he says this at the end of the article, that doesn't mean hating on TV for its role in college athletics, but the powers that be have certainly made the two intrinsically tied to one another possibly at the risk of the future of the entire franchise. Um, and, and I think, you know, if, if there is no fall college football and if we aren't able to play the, the, these fall sports in the spring um, without the TV revenue, uh, without the, um, you know, the money being distributed to these schools, we could see a huge change in what college athletics looks like um, for sure from a money standpoint. Um, and like I've been saying since March, you know, the ripples of, of canceling the NCAA basketball tournament um, are, you know, are we're seeing those now. And we will see them potentially if we if we lose um, uh, college football in the fall. So. Um, so so division two, though, the reason that conferences like the Lone Star can do something like this is that that the, the TV money for football is not their lifeblood. Right. They don't necessarily have to have TV money or don't have TV money, really, um, for their um, for their uh, athletic departments to function. Um, and you see this even a lot of times with Division One mid-majors is is those schools are dependent on those money football games. You know, the five hundred thousand, the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars that some no name Division One, uh, you know, mid-major school is playing a big time Big 12 team or something like that. Um, you know, the money that that uh, athletic department gets from that one game basically keeps the whole athletic department afloat um, and gives them the, you know, quote, opportunity to um, compete uh, with the, you know, at, at the high level division one, which that's a whole other discussion. We can talk about that later. Um, but but I think this this model that we're talking about here, you know, playing the fall season and still having the championship. Um, in the spring, it, it creates a lot of flexibility in schedules um, and, and their play, and and so I so I think um, I think there's some potential there, and and I don't know how many schools are going to do it. I don't know how many are going to be able to, or how many are going to want to. I talked to Division uh, Two coach uh, a few weeks ago, um, and she said our athletes asked the question, "Why are we playing a fall season if if the championship's going to be in the spring?" Um, you know, they're a team that is going for a national championship um, almost every season, probably every season. It's a goal for them to make it to the 32 and 16 and Elite Eight and things like that um, for volleyball. And so as if, if they can still have a, a championship season, that's what they want. Um, and, and so they want to make sure that they're still getting that piece of it, which I think there's some validity, validity there um, as far as the competitive side. Um but I do think it's a huge positive that the NCAA is coming out and saying something. This is um, something that we've needed to happen for some time. Um, and um, again, maybe they should have done it weeks ago. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the NCAA doesn't want to be the disruptor of, of college football. And that's what, um, what potentially 
uh, is going to happen. So, so we're going to see a lot more, I think, about this. Like I said, Division Three just canceled the fall championships. Um, I, again, planning on postponing those till the spring, um, but, but we'll see kind of where, where the details happen there. I would uh, love to get um, a Division Three coach on and maybe ask some of those questions and, and clarify some of those things, and I will work on that um, for all you guys. So, um, But, yeah, the NCAA has come out and said, uh, you know, 50% of schools in a sport division have to postpone their current fall season in order to move the championship. So that's for a Division One, for the Division One championship, for the Division Two championship. That's um, a lot of uh, what we're waiting on right now is the NCAA. All right, so now uh, time for everybody's favorite segment, um, and it is definitely one of mine. Um, uh, off the court, we're talking about something uh, maybe – Related to sports, maybe not. Um, but uh, today, off the court, uh, if you guys haven't seen the social media posters that the National Park um, Service, the NPS, um, has been using recently, uh, then you're totally missing out. If you don't follow any of the National Park um, Instagram pages, you need to. Um, but these posts are are, are pure gold. I'll, I'll make sure I share them um, on my uh, Facebook feed and, and share them on my feed on Instagram as well. Um, but, but, but these, uh, posts and pictures that they've come up with, um, are available on their website. I think you can download and share them and then they post them on their social media as well, but they're talking about social distancing, uh, which is awesome. Uh, social distancing with animals, um, and then not using your best friends as bear bait, right? Uh, so, you know, if you're running faster than your friend, don't push them over, uh, so that you can get away that, that kind of stuff. It's great. Um, I was really surprised by how many people, uh, hadn't seen these yet. I was talking to some people um, earlier this morning about it, uh, but but it's great. I think that the national parks are, are having a little bit of a sense of humor um, during all this time and, and throwing that in. Um, so so go follow national park pages on Instagram. Great pictures always. Obviously the the national parks are are beautiful and gorgeous and um, you know have, have lots of uh, good views and pictures to to uh, scroll through on your Instagram feed instead of some of the know some of the the garbage that we have to have to see on there as well so um so go follow uh some national park uh, you know uh, you know yellowstone or yosemite or uh glaciers um you know go follow those pages and and check out some of those pictures but definitely check out the posters uh they're a really good laugh um and the the kind of the commentary and the descriptors of the of the posters are great um but again i'll make sure i share that on the pri talk um, page and on the, the parallel recruiting, um, initiative, Facebook page. All right. Thanks guys. Have a great week. And, and if more happens, uh, maybe we'll get a, we'll get a, a bonus episode in here, um, for PRI talk. If uh, enough stuff happens in the next couple of days, we'll get an extra episode, just updating you guys on everything going on. All right. Thanks. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com, check out my blog, or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.